What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Talk Talk Punch. Thank you so much for joining us. Now, whether you're watching us on YouTube or listening in on the audio version of the podcast, make sure you go ahead and smash that subscribe button, hit that thumbs up, do all the stuff that everybody else tells you, because guess what? It actually is helpful. So after you do all that, make sure you come back here every Wednesday to see what we're talking about, kind of like this week's topic. Charlie and I love our movie scores, so we are doing our top three movie scores. This was a hard one to nail down. I spent a lot of time trying to figure out my number three. By the way, I'm Brody, joined by... Charlie. All right. Yeah, Charlie, I had a really hard time with it. I knew my number one and my number two right off the bat. Actually... Yeah, I, I had my number one and then I had my number two and then I kind of swapped them. And then I was like, OK, what's my number three? And boy, oh boy, I just kept going down the list. I just kept going down. the list. And I've got I've got a whole list of honorable mentions. I'm still not sure if I'm convinced this is my number three favorite of all time, but I had to get something in there because I was like, OK, how do I put that one over that one? How do I not put that one on a list? How do I, you know? And, and, sure. the, and the way that I built my list was I only had one composer uh, for, like, one movie per composer. Otherwise, I'd have a list of John Williams. Yeah. Yeah, I a similar approach. Uh, it, was, it was kind of fun, uh, you know, just getting to re-listen to some music, you know, getting, uh, digging back into some old, uh, you know, soundtracks that I haven't visited in a, in a little while, just kind of reminiscing. There was, a, there was a time uh, where I just listened to a lot of movie soundtracks in the car, driving places. Great for contemplation and, and thought, uh, underscoring an important conversation with a friend. You got to have the right soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> oh, but, yeah. Uh, we, so it was kind of fun getting to, to live through that again. We'd travel around in your car. We'd have the big CD book, you know, big, huge, fat CD book. And you scroll through. Ah, what score are we going to listen to? Yeah. They were all great. All great. They were all great. All right. How how did did you have anything special that you did with your list? Like I only had one I want, composer. I, I didn't. I didn't double down on composers. Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't want it to be too dominated by by single composer. Um, but yeah, so I kind of mixed that up a little bit. And and I, again, you know, we always stress with these kind of favorites lists. I don't. I I don't think these are the three most important or influential yes. scores. I don't think these are the three best or greatest scores of all time. But just ones that I, I was particularly drawn to for various reasons that I will briefly explain as we get into the lists. Yeah, no, that's that's an important thing. I thought about mentioning that and then I forgot. These are our favorite, not the best ever, just to us. And really, for me, it's these are the ones that I, I typically go to to listen to. If I'm, if I'm working or something like that and I just kind of want a score on, and I go to these. All right, well, should we get right into the list, Charlie? We should. We should. Good. There we go. All right. Charlie, you are starting us out today with your number three. My number three is uh, a, a wonderful uh, James Horner score from the movie Braveheart, uh, which was just a score that I absolutely fell in love with. It is a soundtrack that I like wore out in my car. Um, beautiful like just really you know uh haunting melodies uh you know 
I love the way that he used various like time appropriate instruments. Like the bagpipes have never sounded so good. Uh, even even the penny whistle, Brody. I went through a penny whistle phase where I had a penny whistle, and I I was rocking my penny whistle. And part of that was the inspiration from the penny whistle featured in the Braveheart soundtrack. You get folk harp, you get like uh, some wooden flutes in there, uh, and all just kind of woven in beautifully. Um, you know, I, I like the way that he uses various themes and then brings them back. I think the underscoring is really good. I, all three movies that I picked, I think are challenging movies to score. Um, and kind of, there's kind of a shift that we'll talk about, uh, in my second movie, at least in there, but this is still this, uh, back when really film, film composition was melody driven. Okay. So you had these different melodies that kind of represented different characters or these different moments, you know, as you have the Braveheart theme that kind of comes in when uh, when William Wallace is giving his big rousing speech for the first time and you hear this melody come in and then that gets used again and recycled again, but like in different ways, changing different parts of the tone and stuff around. Um, and James Horner is like a master with counterpoint. So some really good like melody on top of melody. Uh, you get this like contrapuntal sections where just you have these two distinct melodies kind of crossing over each other where like these characters are in conflict and stuff like that. And so it just kind of helps like a lot of the juxtaposition of the film anyway. So beautiful score. Love me some Horner. Died in a plane crash and piloting a small aircraft. Look, don't do that. If you're out there and you're thinking, should I get a pilot's license and pilot a small plane? Don't do that, especially if you're a musician, because it is like you're just you're just begging for it. And he was taken from us too soon. May he rest in peace. Don't become a small plane pilot. Horner was actually on my number three for a while. And then, yeah. Then I, which, I moved one, which one did you have? I couldn't decide which Lord of the Rings I wanted on there. They're all, they're all good. No, well, that's, that's Howard Shore, but Howard Shore. Oh no. That's what that's I okay though. But Horner, Horner's got a lot of good ones. We'll talk Horner some other time. What's okay. your number three? My number three. Now, again, I, I had so I this was so hard for me. And so I wound up with this because I play it in the car a lot because my kids really like it. And that's the Tron Legacy soundtrack. <laughs> that it, it's it was it's done by Daft Punk. Right? It's it's okay. a really it's a really neat soundtrack because it, it they bring in a lot of strings and they bring in horns and then and then they have this whole like layer of electronic because it's Daft Punk so obviously but it fits obviously. with this like digital world so well and it's got this really cool just theme that goes through it and it's so it's for my list one thing that I was really trying to focus on was like the uh the soundtrack like in its entirety instead of like picking like oh well i really like this theme you know and so i'll, I'll go in and i'll listen to like one track from it and i'm like oh yeah that's a, that's a great track this isn't this isn't like top three themes it's like scores and so i'm trying to like what can i sit down and just like listen to the whole thing really easily and just enjoy all of it and and this is one of those because it's just it's such a neat sound and i i really enjoy yeah. it and i was like is it weird that i'm putting like a daft punk score on here cool. amongst and like and this was the one of the ones that i'm like oh like there's so many like prolific famous like 
awesome guys that I'm not putting on here, but but this is one that I do go to a lot, and my kids really like it, and I really like it, and I hear it, and even when we watch the movie or we're playing it on the on the speakers or something like that, I'm like, man, that's a real score. It's really cool. So <laughs> I said, you know what? What the heck? I'm putting it as my number three. Ron Legacy by Daft Punk. Can I can can I confess something to you, Brody? Of course you can. I have never seen this movie. It's a good one. It's on Disney Plus. You should check it out. Is Jeff Bridges? If Jeff is Jeff Bridges in this in this one, does yeah. he reprise? Yeah, he's is back. It, is he the main character, or does he like have a kid or something? No, it's his son. But but Jeff Bridges is in the grid, and so you go to Jeff Bridges, and then there's you know it. This came out in like 2014, I think. Oh no, maybe 2010. I'm looking at the date on this poster. 2010. And so they do have a lot of like the digital stuff. And so, I, you know, for like the digital humans, you know, it's, there are times where you're like, uh, like it could have been like a little bit better, but it was 2010. And also it's meant to be inside of a computer. So you can kind of forget. But it's a really, it's a really neat movie. I really like it. I, check out the score. It's, it's, a, it's a really neat one. I will. I will. Absolutely. All right. I cheated for my second one, Brody. I cheated. Oh no! What'd you do? A trilogy? Cheated. Did you do a trilogy? I did a trilogy. I absolutely cheated. But I have a. But there is a distinct reason why I cheated. Okay. Because all right, look, I, I went with the Lord of the Rings soundtrack. Uh, score. Excuse me. Uh, Howard Shore. Okay. Look. Yes, Howard Shore. This is this is this isn't like Not you can't James you Horner. can't do your like, like like the Star Wars movies. They have like new new elements along with recycled elements. There's like a lot of these like uh, you know, epic movies. But the payoff, it's like, this is one story, right? It's one story told in three movies. It's like one, one book, right? Split apart. And the score is like a narrator and it's helping tell the story. And there's and the payoffs come in the third movie. There's themes like Sauron has this like dark, sinister four note theme, right? And then that's associated with him. And then it comes back again after he's defeated in the third movie. And they, he just kind of sure reuses that four note theme, but puts sets it with like a triumphant, joyous like arrangement. So like the theme pays off again. It's like it recycles from the first to the third and throughout the second. So a lot of these, he, he does this masterfully, like he's got these like little themes and he changes like the leading tone to create like a different moment at different, like to, like different spots along the journey. So these like just these little tweaks and changes to these melodies along the way, along with some like standard themes that do get repeated. Um, but this, this is so much music. It's an incredible so amount of music. It's so it is much. wall to wall music. It's not, you know, like you know, I, I, I was, I was looking through things. I was like, Oh, the back to the future. I like that theme. It's kind of cool. But yeah. you know, you mm -hmm. start th really thinking about how much, how much of that story is told with like, you know, earth angel and, you know, uh, like there's rock and roll music, power of love. And yeah. you know, the, uh, you know, Johnny, Johnny be good, all that stuff. This is wall to wall score. It top is. to bottom, like three, three and a half three, hours, yeah, four it's, hours it's, of score. Yeah, it's a lot. I said so much. And like for over like 12 hours of like, this is like an incredible musical feat just on itself. And the music's great. And he does a great job, like, like bringing in like choirs and chorals and, mm -hmm. and really kind of like doing some, this is the, this is the set of movies. Like, so up until this point, and, I, and not that this movie changed it, but there was just a changing that was happening. This movie kind of represents it. The movie didn't, Lord of the Rings isn't Howard Shore and the Lord of the Rings isn't responsible for the change. But so much of like these, like Jerry Goldsmith and, and you know, James Horner, John Williams, like, you know, uh, Mancini, all, all these like Newman, all these great composers, 
everything they did was like very melody driven. You know, characters had melodies. You walk away, uh, you know, the, the Godfather, you watch that, you walk away singing, the Rocky, you walk away singing like this kind of theme, this really recognizable melodic theme. And then characters and other parts of the story are told with musical themes. It's like, they're helping to tell the story. And then you get this like minimalistic style, which I think is really popular now, where it's a lot of drones. It's a lot of low brass going, you know, you get these crescendos, these like string, just strings holding out one note, you know, just kind of creating like a little tension. And this this movie, like, it, so these movies have these really like wonderful melodies that are just completely recognizable, you know, delightful to listen to. And then just like these minimalistic moments where it's more percussive or it's more just like one singer singing something or like one, one string sound or one brass, little crescendos. And so it's a really interesting kind of like score to, to kind of, study because you get a lot of like like the marvel movies these days are very minimalistic you know you get mm -hmm. a lot of like just you know you get these like just kind of i, I apologize for my wants, but, uh, <laughs> it's, it's weird to do we should i feel like we should uh just eschew the copyright thing and, and play actual music <laughs> let me sing for you the entirety of the score i'll do the full orchestration with my, with my mouth um but anyway so this is a really exciting one for me and i think it's a cool like just a, a landmark uh, achievement in film composition and it kind of does represent in my mind like an er like an era where where things started to shift and changes you know we don't really have those like rock star film composers anymore these days uh so it's kind of fun to kind of revisit some of these uh i i really this is great music great music anyway i've said too much on we go yeah this one this one sat at my number three for for a while and i was like but which but i i don't want to put the whole trilogy on but like, but which one do i choose do i choose like fellowship because it kind of has all you know sets all that stuff up and it's got some great stuff i like the golem stuff and like yeah everybody has yeah. like a theme and everybody like you can you can listen to the whole thing and like picture like all of it in your brain as yeah. it's coming it's it's so good yeah, Howard Shore. It's even sitting in my notes right here. Gosh. <laughs> embarrassed. All right. Don't be embarrassed. You're beautiful. <laughs> All right. You're my, too pretty to be embarrassed. My number two. Probably not too much of a surprise. Uh, I, I love known. I love this. I love this. Now I I you know, the Hans Zimmer. I think does a lot of the stuff that you were kind of describing. He does a lot of the drums. He does a lot of the tension type stuff. And I think he's, he's pretty yeah. experimental. And this one was, was even more so when I was reading that when Christopher Nolan brought him in, Christopher Nolan told him to just like reinvent the way that he's doing all of his scores. And he says, he doesn't want all these drums. He doesn't want all these strings. Just like, start completely fresh and make up something totally <laughs> totally new and then instead of giving Hans Zimmer like a script and storyboards and all this stuff he just gave him like one page and it's like this is it like describes the feeling of the movie okay <laughs> and so then he so then he does all this stuff and what's really interesting is that because Interstellar is all about like time and stuff like that um I read that he he did most of the tracks at one beat per second to like signal the the time that's going by like re especially in the when they're on a planet where time passes faster like 
it like incorporates like this this ticking as you go it's really gotcha. neat it's really neat and this is one oh my gosh this is probably my most played album on spotify mm. like if i'm just sitting working like this is what i'm putting on i love this score so much i, I it's this this one when i was first building this list i was like oh yeah this is my number one like i listen i listen to this all the time um and then as i was kind of like re-listening and i went back to my number two and started listening and i was like ah, i think i gotta swap it but like but this one like it is it really is I, I love, have you watched yeah. this movie yet charlie was it, oh, is, is that you say you're you ready for ready for my number one is that what you said <laughs> come on man is that, what, is that what you said you have access to it, it was, now you have access i thought to it was it, it wasn't I think it was on Paramount. We we had like a free trial, and I missed it. And I, I don't oh, think it's on anything I have. <laughs> you purposely missed it, you jerk. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to. I thought I missed it. I, it was an accident, like your Hulu subscription accident. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'm gonna find out a way for you to watch this, Charlie. I got it. All right. Been talking about this movie for two years on this podcast, and. <laughs> But you could now, then you can also listen to the score, and you can be like, "Oh, pretty neat." Now you're it's talking. a good one. It's a good one. That's that's interesting. That you think he would uh, pick pick a composer who had a style that kind of fit what he had in mind. <laughs> hey, Hans Zimmer, you're a very well established uh, composer with a huge long track record of, <laughs> track record of doing this thing. <laughs> Don't do any of that. That's great. So, hey, Danny Elfman, uh, we, we love you. Can you do something that's not dark and has no oompa, 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 oompa. I know. Right. I think they're friends because he's done all the other, all his other scores. I think the only one he okay. didn't okay. do, one, one that he didn't do. Oh, uh, Zimmer didn't do Tenant. But I think, oh. I think Zimmer did done much all his other stuff. Yeah. Not his early stuff. They were, they were, they were having, had, a, had a fight. They're arguing. Yeah, he's probably busy something else. A lot. Yeah. Probably making a DC score or something like that. Yeah. Poor guy. All right. Moving on to number one. Number one. Not hard can to I, guess. Can I, can I predict? Yes. Yeah. Now, did you select a single movie or did you select? I did. I did. I didn't cheat. I've got it because there was a reason why I cheated. Because all the mu all the music for the Lord of the Rings stuff is is really intertwined with like payoffs and stuff like that. Because the story is is one story. Whereas I feel like, look, spoiler alert, I picked one of the three Star Wars original Star Wars. I and that's like, I, and sure, it's one story, but it's not not the same. It's broken up. I think I think you chose A New Hope. Hmm. Well, let's see. Click that button. Oh, well, no way. No way, A New Hope. Come on, get out of here with that nonsense. You love A New, new hope. hope. You love A New Hope more than you love That's... Empire Strikes Back. No, I say if I, if I could only watch one movie, and then I have to stop, <laughs> I'd rather watch A New Hope so I'm not like left feeling sad and hollow inside watching uh, you know, Luke with his one hand floating off in space kind of going like, well, we're screwed. You know, I, it's, a sad, it's a sad ending. Look, the first, the, first the first movie has just a fantastic soundtrack, but we get three new themes. Three new themes, and they're all glorious. We get Yoda's theme. We get the love so theme for Han and Leia. And of course, the most important new theme, we get the Imperial March. Now, this theme has been played and heard so many times. You might, this, this might win you a bar bet 
you know, that this wasn't in the first Star Wars movie. It wasn't. This was introduced in Empire, right? In the first Star Wars movie, Williams is doing just some like low menacing chords and stuff. And then now Darth Vader, and look, to be fair, he's much more menacing in the second movie. He got kind of like, they realized, okay, we we're, we got something here. And he's, yeah. this is like, you know, a character that's scary and and, dark, and so he gets his bum, 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 bum. And just the rhythmic stuff that's going on underneath that melody. Oh, it is my favorite. Look, look, the Luke melody, which is commonly known as the main theme, but it is Luke's melody. That's fantastic. And we still get it. It's still there. It is. You know, we still get all the all the goodies from the, the first one, but we get the new introduction of these three wonderful themes. Gosh, they're all just so great. And the way that uh, Williams just kind of wraps the characters, you know, in these different... It's, it's like what you're talking about when you can kind of listen to it, you can picture the movie. Yeah. You know, just, just so great. The transitions and, and the and just, God, he is, he is the goat, the yes. greatest of all time. Brody, yes. I don't know if you're familiar with all the kids are saying the, the goat these days. And I'll, I'll go ahead and throw mine because mine is the same one. Oh, hey, <laughs> there we go. Because, yeah, all, everything that, that you said, you know, the, the new themes that are introduced are so good. Even stuff like the asteroid field, you know, where where the Millennium Falcon's flying around, like has become like the iconic like Star Wars flying music. Like you go into Star Tours and you're hearing like the the asteroid fields. It's so good. As as I was re-listening when I was like, oh, do I want Interstellar or Star Wars in my number one? And I was like, I can't. I like. This is the best. This is the best score it is, ever. Yeah. It, it, it really it's is. really good. Yes. It's so good. Um, we'll have to do a John. I, we got to do like a spotlight on John Williams episode. Just, we just talk nothing but John Williams because he has just some, some of the most iconic film scores. So good. He does. He does. Yeah, I think. Um, and like even going through just the Star Wars, because I was because I, I had a feeling that a Star Wars was going to wind up on yours. I thought maybe a new hope, just because it kind of set everything up. Sure, sure. Um, Wait, like the Cantina theme, by the way, that was hard for me. That, that's that's such a good, like that little jazz. It's so good. I, that thing gets stuck in my head on like a loop. You know, just I'm walking around, just wandering around in a loop, man. That is so good. You know, Jedi Return of the Jedi has kind of that really, really neat. Uh, uh, one where they're where Luke and Vader are fighting at the end when you get like the vocals, you know, even something like Phantom Menace where you get Duel of the Fates, like they're the all they're all so good, they're all so good. But I, yeah, you kind of land on this one and you're like, oh, so this is where the love theme comes in. This is where Yoda's theme yeah. comes in. This is where the Imperial March comes in. You're like, yeah. What do you do? Kind of an easy. Um, did you have anything anything else to add onto the Empire Strikes Back? No, I I, I just say that I I think that there was there was you know, on all all the like the whole production of that movie had a lot of pressure on it, and I just you just think about like the the Star Wars craze as it exploded. Now look, I know I know Brody and I seem very old, but this was even you know before our time uh, when the first Star Wars movie was released and. And, the, and, you know, we were, by the time the third one, you know, we're, just too, we're too young to understand any of this. Um, but, uh, you know, the pressure you know, was reading about like, after the first one exploded and it was a huge hit, you know, and the, the toys are exploding and every, and the soundtrack's great, but, you know, can, you know, what, what are we going to do for a follow-up here? And for them to put out this masterpiece of a film with like this masterpiece of a soundtrack, 
what you know i mean jedi jedi's pretty good jedi's pretty good but uh man empire okay i i they could have they could have closed a little better but i i had read that that when they were williams was talking about when he was recording the score for empire that they had to do it like really quickly and so he, I think he talked about like they were like really long sessions where they, <laughs> they were recording. And so it's, it's wild that this is as good as it is when it seemed like yeah. they were kind of getting rushed through everything. Yeah. All right. You, you, uh, can, uh, you can find, just real, like, I'll say one last thing here real quick and then you can wrap. But uh, you can pause this video or just wait till it's done and you can go on YouTube and you can search out like John Williams uh, in like a composition. Uh, uh, session and he's like at the piano um and he's just kind of playing and talking and it's just like really maybe uh he's doing that with steven spielberg and they're kind of doing like this for et and he's just kind of like playing the et theme and kind of and they're kind of talking and he's like and you know and spielberg's like well what about you know doing this and this and you know he's just like playing it is just like jaw-dropping interesting stuff to watch like these two geniuses in a room just kind of talking through the score and watching Williams process and him compose. So do yourself, if you're in, if this subject interests you at all, just search out like Spielberg, Williams, E.T. and watch watch that video. You'll thank me later. Yeah. And Williams, I love that Williams is the is the conductor as well. I don't think that's something that we see too much of these days. I think you have the people that write it and then you kind of have conductors come in and, and play it all out. But to yeah. see Williams like write all this stuff and then he's right in there conducting the orchestra. Oh gosh, it's so good. It's so good to just to just watch him watch him work. Yeah. Uh, did you have any honorable mentions that didn't make it on your list? You know, I had like like the mission and and God the Godfather out of Africa. There's just, like a lot of you know, you know so so many great like Gladiator was a fun score. I like you know, there's a lot good. of really good. Um, a, good, a lot of good ones. Um, I could I could probably rattle off like fifteen, but you said you had a specific list. Go ahead, give us your give us your list. I had so the ones that I didn't have. I had Man of Steel from Zimmer. I really like the Man of Steel. Okay. One. Um, I I it was really hard for me to not put an Elfman on my list. Yeah, and I, you know, I had Big Fish. Edward Scissorhands is woof. Edward Scissorhands really good. Big Fish. Big Fish might be my favorite of his. It's really good. It's it's a like yeah, it's so good. Batman, obviously, but Batman I think yeah. kind of falls into like like a really strong theme, you know, and, and the rest of the album is is good, but like really like the focus is, is on the theme. The theme. Um yeah. every John Williams. I mean Jurassic Park. Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, Superman, like the li- everything that he's done could have made the list. Um, yeah, Schindler's List is just so beautiful. My goodness. Schindler's what List. I had the Lord of the Rings. I couldn't decide which one. Uh, even like Avengers Endgame from Silvestri, you know, I had on yeah. there. Uh, I re- like Endgame more than the others because I felt like Endgame they really kind of stepped up with the Avengers theme where kind of in the other movies it felt like it was kind of in the background. Um, and then uh, No Way Home and Star Trek from Giacchino. Like G- Giacchino, I really like Giacchino's stuff too. I think he's, yeah. I, I really enjoy listening to his stuff as well. He's, I feel like he's kind of got a little bit of uh, like some Williams to him. 
You know, I mean, he's and like he's picked up because he did. Um, what was the Star Wars? What was the? He did one of the Star Wars. What was the spy one that took Rogue place? One. Rogue One. Thank you. He did Rogue One, so he kind of picked up on that. He did the like Jurassic World stuff, so he kind of picked up on that. And so it's yeah, I really enjoy his stuff as well. But all this stuff, I love movie scores, Charlie. I love them. Yeah, you I do. Them. This, I do this, too. This this could have been a top ten like the old days where we talk Easy. for an hour and a half on one top ten. Easy. I was like, I'm I'm gonna call Charlie. I'm changing it to a top ten. But <laughs> yeah, well, look. The, uh, the music the music is such an important part and i i've really come full circle on this because you know i got i got i had a lot of old man yelling at cloud moments when <laughs> you know just because i got get irritated with these blockbuster movies that just didn't have like these you know themes like why why am i watching an avengers movie that doesn't have like themes for each character that are like woven throughout and like these you know what we got just this one avengers theme that they kind of reused this one melody and everything's so minimalist and i i hate it and i'm grumpy <laughs> <laughs> stop throwing percussion out there and just calling it a score. Uh, but I've come full circle and I appreciate all that stuff. Now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm back on board with the, a lot of, a lot of really good talented film composers out there uh, doing it on their laptop with a, with a synth keyboard, making yeah, it happen. Right. Love it. Wow. Cool. All right. Well, if you don't have anything else to add, just... let's wrap it. All right. Look, as always, we, we love hearing from you guys. Let us know if, if you have some favorite soundtracks, some favorite scores. Um, Alan Menken is a, a glorious composer. Oh, I thought I'd put yes. Beauty Beast oh, uh, yes. on here or any Alan Menken stuff. Uh, hey, uh, so tell us some of your favorite uh, film composers, some of your favorite soundtracks and favorite scores. Uh, we love talking about this stuff. If this interests you at all, we, we could geek out. Geek out with me. Come on, let's talk some music. Uh, otherwise, make sure you check out our content below, which is largely soundtrack and score free. Uh, and we get plenty of uh, plenty of other good movie talk. Click the like and subscribe below the beard, and we'll see you next time. Later. <laughs>